welcome to the ALN podcast series. If you like what you're hearing, you can find this and other podcasts, videos, papers, and more at assetleadership.net. Today's episode is brought to you by the Andrew James Advisory Group. AJAG provides training in the ISO 55000 standard, and our world-class training qualifies students to take the ALN A55K certification exam, an industry recognition of an individual's knowledge of the standard. Certified individuals add value to any organization's asset management initiatives. Realizing your ISO 55000 vision need not be painful. Visit us at www.andrewjamesadvisory.com to see how we can help. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you all for being here today. I'm Nick Kenoki, the Director of Technology for the Asset Leadership Network, and I'm very excited for a conversation with Jennifer Zach. Uh, she is a sustaining ALN Board of Directors member, as well as mentor APM CMO, uh, part of the SWAN, Smart Water Networks Forum, uh, and more. And we will get to that when we talk to Jenny. But, recording in progress. Uh, before we get underway, I just want to thank our patron members uh, and other organizational members as well. Um, for their continued support of the ALN, all our programs, including this ALN Thursday at three. And we just want to especially highlight the US TAG, ISO TC251, uh, and their new campus community of asset management practitioners website. And you can find that at assetmanagementusa.org. Um, and then we also just want to make a big plug for our upcoming event, September 16th. It's an in-person event at the National Academy of Sciences, uh, Culture of Value, Sustainable Infrastructure. And we will talk more about that uh, coming very soon here. We hope to see you all there. Uh, and with that, I will bring on Mike Bordenero, Executive Director, to do maybe a bit more introduction for... Jennifer, there's a lot we could say just to set set the stage. Well, we love Jennifer because she kicks asset management. Look at that shirt. <laughs> so um, Jennifer has been involved in the Asset Leadership Network for as long as I have been involved at, uh, from the very beginning. Uh, her company, Uberlytics, uh, was uh, a, uh, a original member and uh, her companies ha has expanded. Uh, now there are two companies and we'll, we'll get some background on that. So she's also a board member. She is our graphic consultant of extraordinary proportions and um, she's involved in the US tag. She volunteers to uh, help uh, the ISO standard get better. So uh, Jenny, we always start with how did you get here in your asset management journey? So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. So good to be here. I always love having a good chat with you and um, love talking about the Asset Leadership Network, love talking about asset management. Um, I'm really an accidental asset management advocate. Um, you and I were talking about that. Um, it's not not something, you know, I really set out in my career goals back in high school when they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> didn't didn't know it existed, um, but it, it ended up being a really great fit with both my professional journey 
ending up working in this field, um, coming from a, a background of, of more marketing and communications, obviously. Um, but then my also my original field of study, which was international relations, which was a, a degree in economics and political science. And uh, asset management, the, the strategy, the policy, the big ideas we talk about are a fantastic outlet for my inner policy nerd. <laughs> oh, it's it's we're so aware that it starts with policy. And um, I'm not surprised that you, you know, gravitated towards asset management because it's that policy in action. Yes. You can yes. see its direct implications. And when I started um, working with Uberlytics, um, that's coming up, um, well, that's uh, over 10 years now, um, and starting to pay attention to infrastructure, there, there was so much that I, I never knew, never paid attention to as, a, as an average citizen. We, we use all of these things, we benefit from infrastructure, the, the visible and invisible, um, but you know, for the most part, we take it for granted. Yeah, we, we just won't. expect there to be clean water coming out of our taps. And I mean, mm -hmm. we can talk today about Jackson, Mississippi, but yeah. um, we expect to drive on good roads. We expect to be able to benefit from infrastructure, but we don't put a lot of thought into what it takes to keep that infrastructure um, going to sustain it. So Uberlytics focuses on the water industry. And can you tell a little bit about its specific focus? Sure, sure. So, um, well, I'll give you a little bit of background of both our companies. So Uberlytics um, was um, started in 2009. Um, I came to it in 2013. And its focus um, was originally on criticality and risk consulting. How do we understand what our most important assets are and how do we address um, risk that might pose? How do we understand the risk that might be in an or or our organization? Um, and uh, so Uberlytics um, has grown and continues to, to serve any asset intensive organization and it's really services focused. We help organizations build an asset management program and um, give them that roadmap. How do we get from A to B? What is an asset management strategy gonna look like in our organization? Then in 2017, um, along with a business partner, we spun out um, some uh, software that we had inside Uberlytics and joined with our partner, John Klo and his company, um, PSA, Process Solutions Assurance, to build out a whole digital um, enterprise asset management platform that will be, uh, that enables companies, organizations, utilities, whoever, to have the, the tools they need to deliver on that asset management program that they um, might be putting in place. So okay. Uberlytics is asset management services. Um, we help companies build programs. We've actually um, facilitated ISO certifications. And then Mentor APM is uh, a whole digital 
um, platform of asset management software. Good combination. It is. It's a fantastic combination. Great stories to tell on both. And uh, I love knowing about your policy background explains why you bring such cogent thoughts to asset management. You, you always are right on target about why things are important and what should be done. And I've got a better understanding of that. And one of the things that needs to be done is constant improvement of the standards that we use to uh, guide us and you're involved in, in that. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with uh, ISO? Sure, yes. Um, so we are members of the, the US TAG to um, the TC251, the committee for the ISO 55000 standard. I am participating on the uh, communications committee led by Yvonne Carney from WSSC. And one of our coolest projects um, is the campus website that Nick mentioned that the, the US tag has put out. Um, and really our mandate in this committee is how do we get the word out about what's happening with TC251? How do we um, communicate um, the, the principles of asset management? And really what came out of that was how do we create a community of asset management practitioners. And that's what the campus website's all about. Um, it's community of asset management practitioners in the US, I believe. Is that, I think that's yes. the right acronym. Yes. Um, but it's it's a, a really fantastic um, website where you can go and register your organization and um, be identified as, as uh, an organization that's pursuing asset management. Doesn't, doesn't matter where you are on the journey, but the idea is that we will be able to start to identify organizations and put together a, a meeting point to, to share experiences and share resources, and also um, as, a, as a point of collecting great resources for asset management um, for, for organizations who are wanting to, to start on, on that journey. So that's been a really great, great uh, exercise to be a part of. Excellent. Um, and uh, developing that community, we understand is really important to the culture of asset management, uh, all the kindling is in place and we need something like the US tag to help ignite it. And it's not just in the US, uh, this is a innovation of all of the technical advisory groups, which each country has. This um, hopefully will be the start of something that other countries can replicate what the yes. U.S. is doing. Yes, we, we would love to see that. We've actually had a lot of international interest um, to sign up, although, you know, we we identified it as a as a U.S. community. But, um, you know, we always say the more the merrier. We, we want to get involvement from everybody and we would love to see other countries um, pursue the same effort of yeah. uh, building that community in their country nothing is local anymore everything is global i would just, totally agree with that yes that's just all there is to it so um so do you have some examples of what you do and have done uh with uberlytics and mentor apm sure um yeah with with uberlytics um right now we're we're working on um 
building an infrastructure asset management plan with a California water agency. Um, and, you know, it's being in the Southwest, we hear it a lot. I hope the rest of the country is hearing it, but you know, we're, we're under, you know, a, a lot of water supply pressure out here. Um, and this agency is, is in the California high desert and um, they really want to manage their um, utility for the future. Um, and figure out a way to, to deal with all these constraints and, and um, how to you know, best use their resources. They, they want an infrastructure asset management plan. So we've been working with them to, to put um, a very uh, complete roadmap in place that, that goes from strategy down to what are the decisions we're, we're going to make every day. Um, and uh, provide a data framework that's a part of it, um, understanding you know, what assets they have, what condition they're in, um, so that they can start making risk-based decisions and, and know where to start. That's always one of the biggest challenges is where do we begin? What do we do first? So um, that's been an exciting project. Um, and then uh, with Mentor APM, um, we um, are actually doing a lot of work down in Australia, which is really exciting. Australia being, you know, one of the real leaders, I would say, in global asset management. And For sure. so in Australia, the um, Australian government has uh, a program called the Preparing Australian Communities Program, and it's an investment um, by the Australian government of $600 million over six years to build the nation's resilience to natural disasters. And in Queensland, a portion of this government program has been earmarked towards um, some uh, coastal communities. And Mentor APM has been selected to be part of a $4.5 million grant to establish a management system for a group of coastal indigenous communities to build resilience into their systems. And th this area, which is you know, the north, getting closer to the equator is highly vulnerable to cyclones. And these communities get wiped out. It's really hard for them to get back online. Um, and it, so they are using Mentor to establish an asset management program they are using it to manage the maintenance of their facilities to also establish a single source of truth. They're using it for document management, um, making sure that they've brought in all of the information they have about their assets. When you've got that in one place, when a utility goes down from some kind of environmental disaster like a cyclone, it's that much easier to come back online when you've got access to the information you need. And through better asset management, they're also hardening the, the utilities in the first place so that the impact of those cyclones is, is diminished. So it's really awesome to be a part of that. That just touches on so many things that are important wow. to us. Um, you know, vulnerable communities, indigenous communities, um, and uh, our partner in Australia is just doing incredible work. We're, we're really honored to be a part of that program down there. Oh, that sounds really exciting. I can't wait for a full presentation on the implementation when it's done. Yeah, that's well, uh, 
we'll be happy to do that. But we'll be hearing about other activities because you do not sleep, I do not think. Uh, you're <laughs> active in the Smart Water Network Forum, which is known as SWAN, and you've introduced us to SWAN. And we now have a memorandum of understanding with SWAN, thanks to you, appreciate that. And you'll be presenting with Yvonne Carney, who's also, uh, WSC Water is the uh, Washington Suburban Sanitary Commission, and they shortened it to WSSC Water. And uh, she'll be presenting with you at the National Academy of Sciences on September 16th. Yes. Looking forward to that. So uh, you've talked with Yvonne and what are some of the things you're gonna say about, uh, one of the things that we're doing with this event is showing that an organization needs to create a culture of value, value from their assets in order for improvements to stick. Otherwise, when a leader changes, they might drop a program. But if you institute a culture of asset management, then that culture can remain beyond the life of any individual person's term. And an organization needs the best practices from many associations in order to be successful, not just one. And we're trying to show that uh, forum, that unity of associations, because we've got, we've got one infrastructure. We call it the earth. But really, we need to make sure that the water air system that supports our lives and our ability to thrive remains sustainable. And all these associations are, are willing to share their best practices. That's what associations do. And we want to show how they overlap, interconnect, and that we can actually address some of the problems we're facing as a world community. Yeah, I, it's, I, I love this focus on, on power from associations um, and on sustainable infrastructure. Um, so Yvonne and I get to um, talk about a number of different associations and, and the one you mentioned um, was SWAN. Um, we are members of SWAN. Um, SWAN is just, there are so many synergies between what SWAN's doing and what the ALN's doing. Um, you know, Can when, you tell us a little bit about SWAN to get started to show yeah, what the overlap is? I, I, I would love to do that. So, um, so the ALN, I will say, is sector agnostic. Um, you guys, you know, we, um, I'll include myself in that, are, you know, looking to advance asset management across all sectors. Um, and so, you know, transportation, water, energy, um, military buildings, anything the federal government's touching. Personal property. Um, yes. Personal property. Thank you. I, I forget all the things that we're supposed to say. But um <laughs> So SWAN is, has a, a much more focused mission. It's focused on water and wastewater, and it's focused on um, smart, adoption of smart data-driven solutions for drinking water, wastewater, stormwater networks worldwide. That's from, from their mission statement. Mm -hmm. um, and so a, a, a good question comes up, you know, what, what is a smart water solution? 
Um, and, you know, smart water generally is referring to the idea of digital solutions, data-driven solutions. How can we adopt these new leading edge digital technologies? And so SWAN brings together utilities, providers, um, industry experts to, to advance this you sort of, in some ways, new field, newer field of digital solutions in, in water. Um, a lot of the core principles that are discussed in that effort relate to asset management. You're talking about assets. You're talking about understanding assets. You're talking about data around assets. What are the best practices for how to acquire that data, understand that data, apply that data? Um, how do we move from data through information through to knowledge through to decision making? Um, and so SWAN has a number of work groups um, and alliances around the world. They are a global organization. And um, they have, for example, a digital twin work group. Um, so Mike, I have a challenge for you. Yes. When I say digital twin, what, what do you think? What, what does that mean to you? Uh, digital twin is a virtual representation of a real world object or item or asset. So now I know the background because I know you, but your context for understanding a digital twin would be applied to what kind of assets? Oh, facilities, but, but, but our patron member, Kimono Numa taught me right away, it's not just about the buildings, it's about the things in the buildings and the things that come to and from the buildings, including water and electricity. And all of these things can, you know, we can have a digital twin of the ocean rising so that we understand what we need to do to protect against rising oceans. Right. That's, yeah. Everything, you know, it's a virtual representation so, of virtual real world representation. Thing. It's models, it's models that allow us to test things, to predict things, to anticipate what might happen, to try out different ideas about investment and stuff. And so, um, a digital twin is not one monolithic thing, it's going to be a, a coordination, a collection. Of, of digital information and applications and things that help us understand our, our physical assets, mm -hmm. um, but enable um, better decision-making, enable um, you know, more accurate understanding. Um, and so, so that's just an example of one of the things that SWAN's doing is really leading some, some research and, um, and thinking on digital twins and how they can be applied to, to water um, organizations, utilities, and, and how um, they can, what, what are the best practices for understanding digital twin? And this is all very leading edge. Um, so lots of cool opportunities. So that's Swan. Yvonne's gonna be speaking with me at the event. Um, she uh, represents WSSC on Swan's Utility Advisory Council. Um, Yvonne also leads the U.S. Tag Communication Committee that um, that uh, we were talking about with the campus website, 
And uh, she has some other associations that she'll be sharing about. Um, Excellent. Including the U.S. Water Alliance. And uh, Yvonne and I were just talking yesterday, and she has an amazing mentoring program um, to share. And I just love the idea of starting to talk about mentoring. You know, leadership is our core value here at the Asset Leadership Network. And mentoring is an important extension of leadership. How do we bring up the next generation? So, so that's an excellent opportunity to ask Nick to come on and talk about what he's excited about. Um, Nick will be joining us in Washington, D.C. Um, he's been with us for a while, but this will be the first time uh, participating in a live event. And uh, what uh, you're familiar with the program and uh, wondering what you're uh, looking forward to. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess generally just the kind of the intersection of sustainability and a more holistic, you know, structured approach to asset management, something that, that is really looking long-term towards future generations and is really looking towards incorporating externalities or, you know, just kind of environmental as well as internal um, cultural things. Um, we've been talking a lot about a culture of value and uh, instilling a culture of asset management and um, in, in an organization. And I'm, I'm just really excited to hear people bring all these ideas together in, uh, from their own different um, kind of, everyone seems to have more specific lenses. And, and I just really like seeing how all those different lenses on a common issue, as you kind of uh, pointed us towards this one, one planet we all live on and uh, kind of made, you know, the, the big problems are the ones that are facing all of us. And so it, it makes sense to have more unified solutions. So I'm, I'm very excited to, to hear about how those unified solutions kind of tease out and where the, the big opportunities are for organizational partnerships, um, as well as, you know, just kind of more interpersonal collaboration. Well, the, the organizational partnerships is definitely what we are, are pushing for. And being in person, we've done very well, thank you, Nick, um, in dealing with web world since the pandemic. And we're really excited about seeing what that interpersonal activity will generate in addition to what we've been able to do across oceans because of our web technologies. Let's see what happens when we uh, get together in person. It's gonna be so good. Yes. <laughs> it's It's been, I, I mean, I guess it was 2019. We were last in DC. 34 um, months ago. It's, I <laughs> mean, coming to DC for the Asset Leadership Network uh, was always a highlight of my fall. And um, I'm so excited to be coming back. And the National Academies is just such a great venue. Um, such, a, I mean, it's, it's an incredible building, but also just the atmosphere in the space just seems to generate incredible ideas and discussion and stuff. So, so that's gonna be fantastic. I, I hope that um, everyone listening today is, is gonna be able to join us 
um, there's going to be a pretty incredible lineup, as always. We always have an embarrassment yes. of riches when yes. it comes to, to the program. So um, what are you most excited about, Mike? Well, um, there's like three overall things. And you don't have to say our presentation. <laughs> <laughs> One of the overall things is the unity of the associations that your presentation is uh, providing. And I'm excited that Yvonne gets it and is gonna be talking about other associations. We really need to promote the best practices from all associations, not just any one. Um, and we are bringing the New York Academy of Sciences to the National Academy of Sciences and it's quite the honor to be able to be the bridge of those two storied organizations. Um, so very kind of, you know, geeky about that. Um, and then our government partners, our colleagues from both federal and local government who are excited to be sharing what they're doing. We got Chris Vick from uh, Bureau of Reclamation who is not instructed to use a structured approach to asset management, but because he knows it's the right thing to do is distributing $3.2 billion worth of money over the next three to four years using this approach. And he wants to come and tell us how he's doing that. And I'm hoping other agencies catch fire and say, hey, we should be doing that also. And Denver, um, uh, Transportation Infrastructure is connecting us to the National Academy of Sciences Transportation Research Board Asset Management Committee. So that's really exciting. And um, we've got the American Society of Civil Engineers talking about their paper on how this infrastructure money should be spent properly. So they're sharing that with us. Uh, that's quite the honor and uh, uh, a new uh, position at the National Academy of Sciences has been filled. Um, and I am blanking on the name. Nick, do you have the program? He's a wonderful gentleman whose job is to help break down the silo between all the infrastructure association uh, silos is that, at the is National- Is that Patrick? Patrick. Um, Sable? Yes. Sable. Yes. Sable. Thank you so much for that save there, Jenny. Um, Patrick Sable is, is going to be speaking and his job is to break down silos. This is what Asset Leadership Network is telling everyone should be doing, including the National Academy. So that's, it's, yeah, embarrassment of riches. So, and Art Curlin is giving personal property um, executive briefings. We've got requests from people to sit down. We've got a separate room for Art to go and talk with them about how they can address their personal property, which doesn't get as much attention uh, as the physical infrastructure does now with all this money. But he's certified to that. So we've, you know, just wow. I'm kind of psyched. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. So excited to come back. 
Okay, Nick, can you bring us home? We're trying to stay on time these days. Of course, yeah. Um, just wanted to uh, end kind of thanking our patron members as well as our other organizational members, especially the US TAG uh, Technical Advisory Group to ISO uh, Institute of Standardization. I'm not sure it translates so well, but you're familiar with ISO, I think, if you're on this program and especially uh, their new website, the campus website, assetmanagementusa.org for uh, helping to create a community of asset management practitioners in the US. Uh, and then, yeah, this is, what we're, this is what we're talking about. We really hope to see you there September 16th at the National Academy of Sciences. Uh, and next Thursday back here, we've got um, Richard Dietz, who is uh, the manager of the DC government uh, capital uh, asset replenishment and replacement system, CARS. And we haven't heard from DC government in three years. So we're gonna have a great, he's coming to DC uh, to the National Academies. He'll be presenting there also. And he'll be talking about the culture of asset management that has been established at DC government and how that has helped them achieve uh, some really uh, spectacular success. So looking forward to seeing you there. And thank you, Jenny, for joining us today. Nick, thanks uh, for uh, your production work. And thank you to the audience. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, joining us. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye thanks. for now. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we would like to thank the Andrew James Advisory Group for their sponsorship. For more information about AJAG and their services, please visit www.andrewjamesadvisory.com or email info at andrewjamesadvisory.com. You can find this and other podcasts, videos, papers, and more at assetleadership.net.